for The Daily Princetonian. I'm Mark Didici. You're listening to Daybreak. Yesterday, Pfizer announced promising results in its COVID-19 vaccine trial, and President Trump fired Defense Secretary Mark Esper amid a tumultuous few days in the White House. It's Tuesday, November 10th. Yesterday morning, the pharmaceutical company Pfizer announced that early results from its ongoing vaccine trials suggested that the treatment has about 90% effectiveness, much higher than initial estimates suggested. It was the vaccine's first review conducted by a panel of experts from outside the company. Pfizer's vaccine is the first to show positive results out of 12 currently in late-stage trials around the world. It is promising news, but independent scientists are asking the public to approach it with cautious optimism. It's unknown for how long the vaccine will maintain its effectiveness. We'll have to wait a bit longer for data on this. However, the 90% effectiveness is a number which many scientists are extremely excited by. One Yale immunologist was expecting something closer to 55%. Pfizer will file for emergency approval from the FDA later this month, and if approved, would be able to vaccinate between 15 and 20 million people by the end of the calendar year. Pivoting to the chaos inside the Trump administration, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper was fired by President Trump on Monday. Esper has been known to be uncooperative with the administration's intelligence goals. The current head of the National Counterterrorism Center, Christopher Miller, not to be confused with the film producer by the same name, has been named as the acting Secretary of Defense. The news follows a turbulent weekend in the White House, with Trump spouting unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud and Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson and White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows testing positive for COVID-19. As for news surrounding the so far unsuccessful legal battles, Mitch McConnell announced yesterday that he believes Trump is completely within his rights to challenge the election results. Attorney General Bill Barr also directed U.S. attorneys to pursue what he called substantial allegations of election fraud. Again, no evidence of wide-reaching voter fraud has been presented so far by any members of the Trump legal team. Meanwhile, the Biden transition team continues operations. On Monday, the president-elect announced a board of disease experts and doctors to counsel him on how to mitigate the spread of the coronavirus. The board notably includes Dr. Rick Bright, who was a whistleblower early on in the Trump administration's COVID-19 response. Bright claims he was removed for exposing the Trump administration's intentions to downplay the risk that coronavirus posed to the American public. In other headlines, the two incumbent Republican senators from Georgia facing runoff elections in January, Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue, wrote a letter to Georgia's Republican Secretary of State calling on him to resign, citing failures in the state's electoral system. They cited no concrete evidence to support this claim. In news abroad, Azerbaijan has claimed to have captured the city of Nagorno-Karabakh, which is within Azerbaijani territory, but is governed and populated by Armenians. Azerbaijan also apologized for shooting down a Russian helicopter near the border. Armenia has not confirmed that Nagorno-Karabakh has fallen. Myanmar held elections on Sunday, with the National League for Democracy party claiming a majority. The party's victory came alongside strong turnout and a peaceful election day. Tropical Storm Eta is set to spend the rest of the week in the warm waters of the Gulf of Mexico, after making a brief but intense landfall in the Florida Keys Sunday night. The storm is expected to regain strength and make a second landfall over the weekend in the Florida Panhandle. Utah Governor Gary Herbert issued a statewide mask mandate on Monday, citing the steep increase in the state's coronavirus cases. Yesterday, the United States passed 10 million cases, according to a John Hopkins database. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Wilson Kahn and Hope Perry, and produced out of the 144th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. Have a wonderful day.